0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Ion Healthcare Podcast. I'm your host. No, no, not this week. I am not your host this week. I let, let me turn the microphone over. Go ahead, sir.
1: Yeah, we're flipping the script, everybody. It's John Bartolovich. I'm your host this week. And we put Corey Chapman, director of sales for TopCon screen, in the hot seat. No pressure. So, so Corey, welcome. It's great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well we're always here, so that that's True. that's True. a good thing. But On a serious note, last week, Corey, we talked about the cost of treating diabetic retinopathy and the impact that it has on not only the patient but the healthcare system in general. Aside from being the leading cause of blindness among working adults, utilization costs can easily exceed $20,000 annually. In fact, in my poll last week, 100% of respondents got that answer right, that treatment for DR, diabetic retinopathy, could be in excess of $20,000. So kudos to them. While compliance is improving, Corey, clients tell us that this is one of, if not the hardest quality gap to close. And there is a study out there from the American Diabetic Association, Diabetes Association, that put the noncompliance rate as high as 60%. So my question to you, Corey, is what does the current primary care practice workflow look like, and could this unintentionally impact the compliance rate?
0: Great question, John. Better questions than I've asked on previous podcasts. So uh, I'm definitely in the hot seat here. You know, uh, John, we see uh, and, and talk to primary care practices of all sizes, right, from your independent office to the FQHC to the ACO to the IDN to the health systems all the way up. And what we have found is that the current workflow pretty much is the same. Typically speaking, uh, what we see is that a diabetic patient is coming into the office. They're getting their other major exams done, including a one C kidney function test and the foot exam done at point of care. It's where that compliance drops off a little bit or in this case, a lot around the annual eye exam, because it's not something that's typically offered right there in the office. So as a diabetic's coming in, they're getting their battery of tests done, and then they are being asked to go and schedule an appointment with an outside specialty clinic and go and have that uh, taken care of. So, so what we see in the workflow is either that patient's coming in, they are then making that appointment, they're going to their ophthalmologist, the report is coming back, and everything's great. That's probably in that 40 percentile. You're also seeing that those patients are still getting educated and saying, yes, I will go ahead and make that appointment. And they walk out the door and you just don't know if it happens. They return the next time without a report. And at that point, either the staff has to try to track down uh, the interpretation report or we're, we're right back to where we started. Right. So that power that the office has in being able to take care of the, um, the patient right at point of care, is so important. And that's kind of what we see where, again, once they walk out the door, you get your fingers crossed, like, are they going to have that test done?
1: So it sounds like, Corey, that the real bottlenecks are, are, is the patient, not only has the patient gone, but is it, did we get the report back?
0: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, where we are today is there's been a heavier focus on these gap closures. Again, what we're talking about with compliance here, and so in order to get that little check mark that that particular patient has had their exam, you have to have that report back. So again, in a, in a typical office, that patient has to either bring it on the following visit or have it sent over faxed or sent over uh, from the the ophthalmologist office and some of the bottlenecking around that is kind of leading from that last question once that patient leaves the office there are Tons of factors that may stop or slow them down from actually going to see um uh, an eye care specialist we've got the social determinants of health. a lot of times we see that there's a concern of another copay having to go to another office or man i if I go to an eye care specialist, I might have to have drops, so I may need a ride. I may need somebody else to help or oh that that appointment may take uh, uh all morning do I, am I able to take off a half day of a work and the one that I typically lean on because I just do this myself the squinty eye test John they they're telling me I should get my eyes checked but I can see okay yeah I'll go maybe I'll go next time and there's and there's hundreds of others that are out there but but those seem to be some of the major concerns when we talk about this and then the other part to it John is even if those patients do follow through, and they are able to go. If that report doesn't come back, now you're asking your administrative staff in the office to chart chase, to spend time on a Friday afternoon calling around all the local ophthalmologists saying, uh, did Mr. Smith uh, – what, what date and time did you do, Mr. Smith? Is Can you fax it over? And that's time that's taken away from other things that the office should be doing, including patient care.
1: Fantastic. Any other reasons you could think of, Corey, that a patient's not getting this exam done?
0: Well, again, we've, we've, we've had conversations on previous podcasts. Please go back and listen and subscribe. But social determinants of health. I mean, there's so many different reasons, John. Let me ask you, you've, you've been around this industry as well. Oh, I'm flipping the script back. (laughs) (laughs) You knew I would twist it a little bit. What do you see, uh, typically with this being such a challenge?
1: I, I think you've hit them all on the head. The, the one that we probably miss a lot and don't think of a lot is that that di- that patient may be somebody else's caregiver. And right. they can't afford to take that time off uh, because they may be caring for their children's children or they may be caring for a sick child. Uh And that impacts their ability to get to other appointments having to take off work might cost them their job. So that that's probably the only other thing that, that I hear a lot in my conversations.
0: Yeah, to add on to that, John, you know, we, we run numbers a lot here, right? We we are talking about 60% compliance and, and, and all these different numbers and how many diabetics come to see this office and, and so on and so forth. But the reality is every one of those numbers is a person and every one of those people have a story. Right. So it's not as black and white as just saying they're not compliant. There are reasons behind it, like you just kind of mentioned. So, um, more and more health systems, more and more population health, uh, management folks understand that story and are trying to bridge that gap to make, um, screening, not just diabetic retinopathy screening, but screenings in general, um, being brought into point of care. Right. Cause we know that, um, when we talk about those other diabetic numbers, uh, you know, A1Cs, kidney function, foot exam, we see typically nationally around like 85 to 90% compliance. So that's telling us that these patients living with diabetes are going to see their primary care doctor. It's when you're asking another, you know, an additional visit somewhere else or another appointment, you know, going maybe across town for something that they're not even really sure why they're getting it done. You know, you've already got that patient to come in. They are, they are, you know, sacrificing that time to say, I, I better health. I'm here, you know, Dr. Smith, Dr. Jones, take care of me here. And, and that's why, you know, we have such a strong push to provide these services at point of care, right? And get everything done right there
1: in your primary care office. Uh, Corey, that is great information, but I just want to tell our viewers. Corey is not off the hot seat yet. Oh. Next week, we're going to do the same format where I'll be asking the questions. And we're going to discuss how implementing the TopCon screening solution for the diabetic eye exam can help practices close that care gap. So for John Bartolovich. And Corey Chapman. We'll see you next time on the ION Healthcare podcast. Thanks, everybody.